You're listening to Not To Self Diaries, the podcast for millennial Christians. The goal of this podcast is to remind you of who you are, whose you are, and what God can do in your life. I'm your host, Alicia Ward. So we're going to be doing things a little bit differently once again, where Notice F Diaries is concerned. We're going to be putting a pause on the lives for now, well, the lives via Podbean, and we're going to be moving over to YouTube Avenue. Reason being is I read recently that as a content creator, as a podcaster, it is our responsibility to make our content as easily accessible as possible to our listeners, viewers, etc. So with persons wanting to tune in but not wanting to download the app per se because they're only going to be using the app to listen to ntsd i said you know what let me go the youtube route and it's funny because when a friend of mine suggested to me to continue to upload my podcast to youtube i kind of shunned the the suggestion because i was thinking you know i wasn't ready to do video at the time because truth be told i was nervous to do that even though i've done it before and it just it's it's funny that i came right back around to eat up my words so to that friend of mine if you're listening i'm sorry i should have listened then but i wasn't ready then i'm kind of ready now so in addition to being available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify you know the usual podcast streaming platforms notice self diary is also going to be on youtube and yes that means you're going to see me see the face behind the voice all that good stuff so um, once all goes well that will start to be available from next week so i just wanted to put that little psa out there so if you don't see the link if you don't um see the notification from podbean saying ntsd is is now live then you know it's because we're moving over to youtube so the podcast is going to be both an audio and video podcast that was a mouthful let's get into today's topic so the other day i came home from the supermarket and after doing a bunch of stuff i was tired okay i just wanted to unpack the groceries take a bath and go relax in my bed so when i was finished unpacking the groceries and putting everything away i then remembered that i didn't take my vitamins now encouraged by my mentor to do so i actually have a list of things simple things that i have to do every single day and the purpose of that list is to develop or strengthen the character of discipline so obviously taking my vitamins is on that list, right? So when I remembered that I didn't take my vitamins, I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I just want to go and lay down tomorrow for that, right? And following that thought, I immediately heard, really, Alicia? Really? You're already in the kitchen. The water is over there. The vitamins are on the counter. Can't you take five seconds to swallow two tablets and two spoonfuls of tonic? Can't you do that for you? Can't you commit to doing that simple thing for you? And I was like, ouch. You didn't have to attack me like that. And then that's when the whole lesson started to unfold. That's when God started to talk to me. And in that moment, he made me realize that committing to yourself is an act of self-love. Doing what you say you're going to do is an act of self-love. So today, that is what I want to talk to us about. And that is what I want to share. I want to share with you three unpopular acts 
of self-love. When we think about self-love or we hear the term being thrown around, a lot of times what first comes to mind is doing nice things for ourselves, you know, catching flights, not feelings, and stuff like that. And all of that is good. It's good to do nice things for yourself. It's good to treat yourself. It's good to spoil yourself. You work hard. You deserve nice things. But you don't always hear people say stuff like commit to yourself. Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine tells us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And I know for a lot of us, myself included, it's so much easier to commit to others than it is to commit to ourselves. You know, if we say we're going to do something for someone, come hell or high water, that thing will get done, even if it means leaving ourselves undone. No matter what comes, we see to it that other people do what they're supposed to do. We cheer them on, we encourage them, we remind them of the goal they're trying to accomplish if possible. We commit to them because we love them, we care about them. But when it comes to doing for us, we put off and we put off and we put off and we say something like, tomorrow for that, I'll deal with that next week. You know, we drag our feet sometimes when it comes to doing for us. But we will drop everything and anything that we're doing to attend to the needs of someone else. Now, I'm not saying that we're not supposed to be helpful. I'm not saying that we're not supposed to be kind to people and stuff like that. But the question is, are you as committed to yourself as you are to others? Do you go all out for yourself the way you go all out for people? Do you hold yourself accountable the way you hold others accountable when they start to stray from their goals? Are you quick to give up on yourself? For some of us, if one bad thing happened, we're done. We're throwing in the towel, we're quitting, we are not passing back. But if it was somebody else, we would push them, we'll try to encourage them. As I said before, we'll cheer them on, we'll do whatever it takes so that they don't give up on them. But to give up on us, it's like, mm -mm, done, 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 done. That is not commitment. Committing to you means doing what you have to do even when you don't feel like it, especially when you don't feel like it. It's talking yourself through to the end of a task because you know you'd rather be doing something else. You'd rather be relaxing in your bed, or you'd rather be chatting with one of your friends, or you'd rather be on YouTube or on Netflix. Committing to yourself is showing up for you every single day. And it is also reminding yourself daily that you are a priority. Your goals are a priority. Taking the steps necessary to get to where you need to be is a priority. Let me ask you this question. Do you give yourself quality? When you go to do something for yourself, do you give yourself your best? Or do you feed yourself mediocrity and then say something like, well, at least I did it. When you go to get something for yourself, do you get the best or do you get less than? But if it was someone else, you would have no problem breaking bank to ensure their satisfaction. These are some of the questions we need to think about. These are the corners of self-love nobody wants to hang out. It's not easy to think that we don't commit to ourselves the way that we do to others. It's not easy to think that we give ourselves less than our best, but we would 
go to the ends of the earth. We would sacrifice whatever to make sure others are happy, to make sure others get our best. Whether you want to admit it or not, that's actually hypocrisy. To do for others but not do for yourself in the same way or better, that's called being a hypocrite. And you're actually teaching people how to treat you. If you don't commit to yourself, if you don't give yourself your best effort, if you don't set the standard, others will set the standard for you and you'll end up miserable and unhappy. If you want to attract people that will commit to you, if you want to attract people who will give you their best efforts always or on a consistent basis at least, because we know things happen, you have to first do that for you. You have to be that to yourself. Another unpopular act of self-love is honoring your word to you. How many times have we said we're not going to let a particular person disrespect us again, only for them to do it again and again and again, and we do absolutely nothing about it? We go back to interacting with them as if they didn't just spit in our face. Do you know what you're teaching that person and what you're teaching others who might have witnessed the disrespect? You're teaching them that it's okay to treat you any old way and that they're going to get away with it because you don't speak up for yourself. You don't honor your word in saying that you're not going to allow that to happen again. As a matter of fact, you're actually leaving the door wide open for them to disrespect you again. Recently, my pastor said to us, if you don't deal with disrespect as it happens, people will continue to take advantage of you. When she said that, I was like, boy, what a day to be in church. <laughs> you know, when you hear something and you feel as though it was directly for you and nobody else, it's like no one else was in the room, the person was speaking to you directly, that's how I felt. When we don't nip disrespect in the bud, people will continue to do it over and over and over again. If we say that we're not going to let it happen again, we have to honor our word to ourselves and not let it happen again. What does that have to do with self-love? A whole lot. If you say you're not going to stand for certain things, don't make any exceptions. What you say to who or how you choose to say certain things or address the matter. It's going to differ from person to person, but the rule still remains. Don't make any exceptions for anyone. Whether it's your mom, your dad, your sibling, co-worker, friend, whomever. If someone crosses the line and they blatantly disrespect you and you do nothing about it, they're going to keep doing it. They're telling you over and over again, I don't respect you enough to stop. And you don't respect yourself enough to tell me to stop or to put me in my place or to tell me, hey, you know what? You can't say that to me again. Don't speak to me in that manner. You see this here? Don't cross that line. Respect this boundary. It starts with you. If you go back on your own word for one person, you will find yourself doing it for others. And if you can't keep your own word, how do you expect people to respect you? You have to honor your word even when it's uncomfortable. Even when other people try to put up a resistance, try to give you some sort of attitude for setting a boundary. Even when others choose to send you some kind of funny vibes because when people have gotten so used to you being a walkover, being the doormat, you know, being the one to 
clearly display annoyance on the face, but you don't say anything out loud, and people are accustomed to you behaving like that, they will continue to do it over and over and over again. And the only person that can change that is you. People aren't going to think, boy, you know, what I said to Alicia was really hurtful, you know, let me go and say sorry. They're not going to say, you know, how I've been treating this person lately is not nice. Let me stop. They're not going to do that. First of all, some people aren't even aware of how they come across. Some people aren't aware that they're being rude or disrespectful or the way in which they speak to us or treat us is hurtful. They're oblivious to that. And they will continue to be oblivious until we open our mouths and say, yeah, yeah, this needs to stop. This is crossing the line. This is inappropriate. You understand what I'm saying? It starts with us. So again, you have to honor your word even when it's uncomfortable, even when people try to fight back, even if it makes you feel as though you might lose a friend. And that's another thing. If a friend, for example, disrespects you, you call them out on it in a respectful way. You know, you don't fight fire with fire. At least you try not to. And they have a problem with that. They literally try to, you know, come at you for saying, hey, you know, you kind of crossed the line here. If you have a friend like that and you fear that standing up for yourself means losing the friendship, with all love and with all respect, I say, let that friendship go. Because if that person was a true friend, they would say, you know what, I didn't realize I was coming across that way. I didn't realize this was crossing the line. I'm sorry. And they would try their best not to do it again. If they fight you, if they give you static, if they give you an attitude, if they say things like, what make you go answer? Really? You couldn't leave it alone? Nah, 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 nah. If they have a serious problem with you speaking up for yourself, that friendship needs to go. Sounds a bit harsh. You might be thinking, but I've known this person for how many years? But at some point, you have to value yourself more than the history you have with somebody. History doesn't warrant automatic respect. It doesn't work like that. If that was the case, a lot of us wouldn't have the encounters that we had with people that we've known for a long time. Yet, I'm sure we can all come around a campfire and tell some stories about how people that we've known for X amount of years said some things and did some things that really hurt us. So, if a friend disrespects you, if they cross the line and you make an attempt to speak up for yourself on it and they give you a ton of attitude, a ton of static, you know, they don't talk to you because you spoke up for yourself, I will soften my words and say, you know what, you probably need to reevaluate that friendship because if they were truly your friend, they would be respectful and just go with it, you know? How do you set a standard for yourself? How do you set the bar for how people are supposed to treat you? You do that by following through on the simple things you say you're going to do. You do that by following through on your own word. Even if it demands a level of effort that you're not willing to give at the time. Standing up for ourselves is not always easy. For some of us, it takes a lot for us to even say, that hurt my feelings. But we have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere. And the more we do it, 
the stronger we get. That is how you strengthen the muscle, by doing it over and over and over again. When you first start exercising, the muscles don't tone up right away. As a matter of fact, when you first start exercising, because you're putting pressure on that muscle for the first time, it hurts. It aches. It sores. You know, it sores. <laughs> it, it, it hurts. Okay? Likewise, when you apply pressure to a situation for the first time, that is, when you stand up for yourself for the first time, it might hurt a little. It might sting a little. It might make you uncomfortable for a couple of days, depending on who you stood up to and how. Again, we're not being rude. We're not being disrespectful. But the more you do it, the more you get accustomed to it and the easier it becomes. And then you'll find yourself just not tolerating certain behaviors much quicker. You don't allow things to linger. Say, you know what, I'll chalk it up to they don't know. No, you have to cut things off quickly so that you, they don't grow into monsters. You understand what I'm saying? So it's going to be a little uncomfortable for the first couple of times. Ask me how I know. <laughs> but again, the more you do it, the better you get at it. When you can honor your word with small things, eventually you can honor your word with big things. You don't learn how to honor your word only when faced with major situations. You learn to honor your word by keeping even the smallest promises you make to yourself. That's how you grow. That's how you get better. That's how you strengthen your backbone and learn how to defend the standard that you've set for yourself when someone decides to treat you less than. When you learn to keep your own word, when you learn to fulfill your own promises to yourself, you will unlock another level of self-love. The last unpopular act of self-love that I want to share, and by no means is this list exhaustive, meaning these aren't the only unpopular acts that I could have thought of, but these are the ones I definitely wanted to share. And I'm sure in your own time, if you think back on the topic, if you think back on anything that I would have said, um, you would think of more. But the last unpopular act of self-love that I want to share is learning to sit with the uncomfortableness that comes from disappointing people. This is a big one. This one is going to challenge everything in you. But when you master this, when you get used to being okay with disappointing people for the sake of your own peace of mind, for the sake of your own happiness. Again, we're not being selfish, we're not being mean, but we're choosing to put ourselves first from time to time. There's a sense of liberation that you'll experience as you grow better at doing this. One of the more difficult things to do is to say no to someone and not immediately follow that no with an explanation. Saying no, full stop, is hard especially when people have gotten so accustomed to you saying yes learning to love yourself also means making more decisions in favor of you at the expense of someone else's dissatisfaction and not giving in to the pull of justifying why you are choosing you in that particular situation have you ever found yourself in a situation where someone asked you for something and you said no 
and their response was nothing shy of an attitude-filled, why? Immediately, your heart starts to beat fast, you start to feel extremely uncomfortable because this person is not calling into question your audacity to tell them no. And they will probably say stuff like, it's not like you're using it. It's not like you don't have the money. Since when you get so mean? You know, they would fling all sorts of words and dominating energies your way to get you to do what they want you to do, which is to give them what they want. And every time you find yourself in that kind of situation, you have to fight the urge to either justify your why or even over-explain your reasons for saying no. The moment you do that, the moment you start to explain your life away, you're going to start a war of words. You and that person are going to be back and forth, back and forth. But why? But why? But why? And then before you know it, you're going to give in and you're going to say yes to the thing you just said no to. As my mentor tells me ever so often, sometimes less is more. No. No is a complete sentence. But why? I said no. Top Guan, son of man, I said no. And you keep repeating that same thing over and over again. No, 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 no. And they'll eventually back off. Because when they realize you're not folding, you're not giving in, they're going to be like, you know what? It's not even worth the energy anymore. Some people will tangle with you for a while. But if you just stick to that one statement, no, and refuse to give in, refuse to crumble under their pressure, you are going to be strengthening that muscle. If this is an area of struggle for you, as it is for most of us, depending on who we're dealing with, don't beat yourself up if you don't become perfect overnight. This is not something that you perfect just like that. You don't go to sleep one way and then wake up being the boss at saying no. It's gonna take some practice. You have to keep practicing every time a situation presents itself that tempts you to over-explain, that tempts you to go back on your word, that tempts you to give in when you really don't want to. Sitting with the uncomfortableness of disappointing people who got used to controlling you, who've gotten used to manipulating you, who've gotten used to watching you give in to their demands and, and not standing by your no, it is going to be challenging. But as I said before, there is a freedom waiting on you when you strengthen this muscle. Choose to commit to yourself. Choose to honor your word and keep your own promises to yourself. This too is part of self-love. That is what I wanted to share with you today. Three unpopular acts of self-love committing to yourself that is doing what you say you're going to do even when you don't feel like it putting in the same amount of effort into your own project into your own goals into you investing in you as much as you do in other people the second being honoring your word if you say you're not going to do something don't give in because this other person is trying to force your hand if your answer is no let it be no honor your word and lastly learn to sit with the uncomfortableness that comes from disappointing people another nice way of putting that is make more decisions in favor of you
Thank you so much for tuning in to another session of Note to Self Diaries. I hope today's topic would have introduced to you another perspective or other perspectives on self-love and I hope you're able to implement something that I would have said into getting better at loving yourself. If you haven't already, be sure to follow NTSD on Instagram at Noticef Diaries for more daily doses of inspiration. And be sure to also like us on Facebook. That way you don't miss clips, other snippets of motivation and encouragement. You can simply search Noticef Diaries in the Facebook search bar so that you can find the page and also give it a like. You can listen to episodes of Notice Self Diaries on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, we're now moving into YouTube or moving on to YouTube Avenue. So hopefully once all goes well, as of next week, you will be seeing the face behind the voice. If it is, you don't know how I look. And so Notice Self Diaries will be both an audio and video podcast. All right. Until our next session, guys, take care.